everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Bitchwarmers podcast. My name is Dylan Lart. And my name is Alex Barker, and we are back in the studio for the second episode. Yep. Uh, just got done with our first day of our senior year of college. Yep. How, how did your classes go? Uh, it was good. Had uh, two total classes. It was a little rainy day on the planes, but other than that, it was pretty good. Yeah, I had three classes, and luckily I got off campus before mm. the rain started, so I, good, was, yeah. I was lucky with that. It's good. But uh, we actually had some news come up today. The AP poll got released. Yeah, the big news, big AP news. And, you know, I'm not shocked by <laughs> the, the teams that made it. Yeah. You know, you, you pretty much expected all these teams to make it. Outside of the top five is when you can kind of get in arguments, but one through five I feel like is always Yeah, one, one through five. I think Brendan Walker from uh, Barstool said that he thinks every team in the top five is going to be number one at some point in the season. And I can Ooh, see it happening. That's very exciting. But actually. I have to argue that. I don't know about Clemson or Georgia. <laughs> one of those. Well, whoever, whoever wins the their opening game because they're playing week one, right? Yeah, yeah. So whoever wins the Clemson Georgia faceoff could be number one. Whoever yeah. loses, it doesn't have a chance. I don't know. Bama has a lot of pull in that in the poll. I very. I do agree, but I feel like they could do some BS and yeah uh, make them jump for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like that happens from time to time. Bama will get moved to number two. Yeah, but last week we went through the uh, ESPN power rankings that came out. So we're just gonna, I'm just gonna run through these real quick. You know, top five. You got Bama, Oklahoma. You got Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia. The top five, which is pretty much set in stone. A and M at six. Iowa State at seven. Cincinnati at eight. Notre Dame is a little high at nine. I don't like. I don't like Notre Dame at nine. Yeah, I don't like that either. They brought in. A, they brought back a lot of talent offensively, but I don't think Jack Cohn is gonna be able to. It's good enough. For them to be a top ten team to me, North Carolina at ten, Oregon eleven, Wisconsin twelve, Florida thirteen. I think Florida's a little high. Uh, Miami at fourteen, USC at fifteen, LSU at sixteen. They might be a little high to me. Indiana at seventeen. That's a little high. Iowa, Penn State, Washington, all in the top twenty. Then twenty one, you got Texas. Twenty two, you got Coastal. Twenty three, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Twenty four, Utah. Twenty five, Arizona State. Okay. Yeah. And looking through uh, other teams that got votes, uh, teams I, I think uh, I think Ole Miss got a, got a lot of votes. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that Liberty only got 36 votes. Well, what's more shocking to me is TCU. I really don't feel like TCU is that good. Yeah. I mean, they have um, – they got the number one running back in the country. Was it in last year's class? I think yes. his name is Zach Evans. Zach Evans, yeah. Um, so they got – I guess they have some talent, but, like, one player doesn't make a team. Yeah. Looking at – you got Auburn with 32 votes. So it's only four less than Liberty. Liberty I was, like Auburn being outside the top 25, though. That's, that's, that's good for as me. A, as an Auburn fan, that's where I like to be. <laughs> kind of shows you that Auburn is the most unpredictable team. Hundred percent. I you go through like any of the off season predictions for them, you they'll be as low as sixty. Yeah. But here we are, preseason AP, they're at thirty. That's all right. I don't know what they did over over the off season, or I know what they did over the off season, but I don't know what <laughs> happened in like the past month for them to be like for voters to be like, oh yeah, you know what, you know what, thirty. Um, After saying they were gonna be sixty or forty. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak there. as an Auburn fan here. I hate being ranked in the top 25 because i mean i don't i don't know the metrics on it but every time we've been preseason ranked in the top 10 we have ended unranked yes we or have. definitely nowhere near where we were ranked at the beginning of the season and then and we it's never merited they just assume that we're going to be good and as an auburn fan i know it's not going to happen yeah and then you know you have those weird years where we're like like 23 to unranked and then we just kind of yeah come out of nowhere 
Yeah. Uh, but I like to be doubted. I like for people not to think we're going to be good because that's a very low floor but a very high ceiling. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, you got UCF with only five votes. Interesting. Uh, Nevada with seven. I think that's a little much for Nevada. I think Nevada might is going to be a good team for their division for their conference because you know they have one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league with Carson Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU with six votes. I don't know a lot about BYU, but I know Zach Wilson made that team good, and I think them getting more votes than like a West Virginia or a U- or a UCLA would. I don't like BYU being higher ranked, even though outside of the top twenty five, it doesn't really matter. It's just yeah for the conversation's sake. Yeah, but uh, for me, I don't like this. Is my thing with the AP top twenty five? Louisiana's at twenty three, and Auburn's at thirty. I don't think that Louisiana could beat Auburn. It's always like it's always like ranking, like not ranking. It's ranking based, but it's also like record based too. Like Louisiana yeah. is always good. It's like you'll, you'll they'll always get eight wins out of Louisiana. You can always expect to maybe not get eight wins with Auburn. Yeah, you'll either get twelve or you'll get three. Yes, or you'll get six. Yep. <laughs> There's no clear cut pattern to what Auburn's gonna do. That is very true. I just find it weird that they're expecting Coastal to. Be good again, but not uh, Liberty. Do you think Coastal was a one-hit wonder, or do you think they're going to be good this year? I think they'll be a solid Sun Belt team. Okay. But when I look at like the ranking stuff, I would not put them over Liberty. I think Texas being the top twenty-five is a little weird. That is weird. Uh, I like Sark, uh, but you know, we don't know their we don't know how Casey Thompson is going to be at uh, quarterback. We don't know how Sark's really going to be as a head coach because they haven't been a head coach in so long. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, I kind of, I agree with it all. It's just, uh, I got a few little problems with it, but that's all. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the AP poll, we, uh, we actually predicted our potential college football playoff outcome. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll go with mine, you know, I, I clear, clearly Bama, Oklahoma, and Clemson, but I'm going to go with my four spot. I got Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati goes undefeated. You know, they're going to oh, be, yeah. if they beat Notre Dame and Indiana in the same year, they should make it. My first two out were Ohio State and Georgia. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with uh, some teams that haven't really made the playoff before. So I got Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, and uh, Ohio State. Ah, uh, you got a rare, all, you got a rare all, playoff that we've yeah, never you got, seen You got before. all those newbies in there. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, no, Cincinnati, <laughs> no Cincinnati in there at all? No, I don't think that they'll give a group of five a chance as long as we have a four-team playoff. As much as I want that to happen and as much as Cincinnati does deserve it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because, hold on, hold on. If you remember last year, Notre Dame got absolutely thrashed by Clemson in the, in the ACC championship game. And everyone's like, a team that gets beat by, I don't know what Clemson was ranked in last year's playoff. I think it was two or three. But logically, if you get absolutely destroyed by the second or third team, you don't deserve to have a spot to claim your spot as the number one team in the country and as the national champion. Yeah. But they let him in anywhere anyway because they, quote, deserved it or strength of schedule or whatever bullcrap you want to throw out there, even though no one thought that they deserved it. No one thought they deserved it, and they got there, they played Bama, and guess what? They lost. Like, we all knew that they would. They didn't deserve to be there, but they got put there anyways. So, with that being said... Cincinnati, if they go undefeated, would deserve it, but I don't see the committee doing what we want to do. Yeah. 
And, you know, we got another year where we're not going to have any Pac-12 teams in there. I mean, yeah. Neither one of us put any in there. But, you know, the Pac-12, though not the strongest of the Power Five. They're better than they have been recently, I'd say. Washington, yeah. Washington's they, a good they are team. They're qu- quietly good every year. They're quietly good. They're quietly getting better. So, like, UCLA with uh, Dorian, we'll get into that a little later in the show. Yeah. I feel like they got a... A, like a, they've gotten better in the last few years. They've had some, you know, some coaching changes and you know some other things go on. Um, Oregon, Oregon's always been solid. Oregon was good last year. I expect them to be good this year. And I mean USC, USC is a big conversation topic. Everyone always thinks they're back. Similar to yeah. I feel like the Texas conversation. So USC was ranked fifteenth. I feel like that's fair. They've been getting some transfers. They always do good in recruiting. I feel like they could be. They have, they have the potential to be a solid team. And also Washington. Washington's got some good guys on there. They're always a good. They've always been a good program as of late. Um, so they got some good teams. It would be hard for them to sneak it into the playoff with the strength of like Ohio State, Bama, the SEC. Of course, with an expanded playoff, we could expect to see some Pac-12 teams in there. Yeah. But I, with the current four, there are some people that aren't just going to make the cut, and I think that includes group of five teams and as of right now, Pac-12 teams. <laughs> Uh, looking at the preseason AP poll again, you know, the highest Pac-12 team is Oregon at 11. Yeah. But then they still have they have four more teams in there. They have USC at 15 again. They have Washington at 20, uh, Utah at 24, and then Arizona State at 25. And then you also have, like, teams like uh, UCLA getting votes. Like, they're quietly good, but it's the fact that they're not – Good enough. They they're solely based on the fact: can the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Ten and the Big Twelve all just beat themselves up enough for a Pac-12 team to make it again? Which hasn't happened since what Washington? Whenever yeah, and they got smacked by Alabama. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, moving on with the Pac-12, uh, we actually ranked our top five quarterbacks mm. for yes for them. And funny enough, they're the same. We picked <laughs> the same exact uh, thing. Uh, I guess when you spend every day, all day talking about football, you yeah, kind you of develop same opinions. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you you don't hear a lot about the Pac-12 compared to everyone else. But the Pac-12 has probably the best top five quarterbacks of any conference. Because you know, once we went to the SEC one last week, you know, we were kind of just like, okay, yeah, Emory Jones, yeah, Bo Nix, uh, yeah, Ken, yeah. You said Ken Seals, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I was doing my when I was ranked by Pac-12, I was like. These are some really good quarterbacks. These are great quarterbacks. These are all draft-worthy quarterbacks. And uh, with that, we're going to get to the rankings. Uh, so five, we have Anthony Brown from Oregon. Okay, yeah. Uh, Boston College transfer a year ago. Didn't get a lot of playing time, but when he did, he really showed out. He had okay. two touchdowns in the Pac-12 title game. Oh, okay. He And he's expected to be the starter this year. He's, he's fighting against two freshman quarterbacks, but, you know, being the being – the, uh, well-aged starter, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Veteran. Yeah, veteran. Yeah. Can they have the word veteran? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Being the veteran, you're kind of expecting him to kind of like step up and take over that role. And, you know, with Oregon, you always expect great quarterback play. Of course. Because, you know, you uh, you have Marcus Mariota, then you had Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. Now you have Anthony Brown coming in. Two very solid NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. (laughs) Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Was solid for years. Yeah, solid for a few years. I mean, like, I said solid, not Great, solid. <laughs> he did. He did the job well enough. Got us a few playoff wins over there in Tennessee. Yeah. At four, we have uh, Charlie Brewer at, from at Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a transfer from Baylor who led them to that great season they had two years ago, where they kind of lost to Oklahoma and in a then very in a very Georgia. good game. Yeah. 
Uh, but Charlie Brewer last year had almost 2,000 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, 8 picks. But that's due to Baylor not really being that good Utah last year. Utah or Baylor? Uh, he was at Baylor last year. He transferred to Utah this offseason. Okay, I got you. But uh, with Baylor, he they just got a new coach with uh, Dave Aranda from uh, you this Dave Aranda from LSU defense coordinator who took them to the uh, <coughs> took them to the uh, national championship the year prior. Yeah, and you know they couldn't just get anything together after Matt Rule left for Carolina. Uh, but yeah, you know you expect a lot from this kid. He's really good. He's really talented. He was the main reason that Baylor did what they did in 2019. I think he's going to be way better at Utah. I agree. Yeah, you know, especially after you know, Utah made waves last offseason by bringing in uh, Jake Bentley from South Carolina, who is now at South Alabama. Interesting. Yeah. USA. <laughs> uh, three, we have uh, Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, My guy. Arizona State only played, what, four games last year? I think it was like round four. That's 701 passing yards, seven touchdowns, and one pick in four games, which is pretty good. I would love to see uh, do the math across like – 12 games instead of four, you know, he'd have around 28, 28 touchdowns, four picks, math-wise. But, you know, you want to expect, I want to see more of him. He had a really good year. I think he's really he's poised to have a great year. Uh, then you go two, you have UCLA with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, another great quarterback. I think he was a freshman last year, right? Or he might have Dorian? Been, I think he might have been. So. A, I think he was a freshman. Yeah. Or he's like a, a second-year sophomore now, I think, because yeah. of COVID. But 1,100 uh, passing yards, 12 touchdowns, 4 picks. And uh, moving on to number one, uh, Keaton Slovis, who many have as like a top 10 quarterback in this draft class. In his draft class. I'd not, agree. Not even top 10, top 5, top 4. Because, yeah. uh, you know, you, you can't. You have to go into a class like Spencer Rattler and then yeah. Sam Howell and then be like number one. But uh, Yeah, he, uh, he took over for JT Daniels when he was hurt, but then he won the starting job. So, yeah. So, I mean – and I'd consider JT Daniels to be a top quarterback in the country. So I mean, if the coaches over there at USC thought that he was, he would give them a better edge than JT would. I'd, I'm on. I think he's a unanimous number one quarterback in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. Looking at we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Uh, look at those top three quarterbacks, and you're like, those are really good. And you know, if Charlie Brewer and Anthony Brown kind of solidify that four and five spot. But one through three, you can really interchange those. All those guys yeah. are talented enough. They're all. Because Jaden Daniels started at Arizona State as a freshman and beat a top-ranked Oregon team, absolutely lit it up, as an 18-year-old. Which, like, I know we say, like, you know, freshman, sophomore. You have to realize, that's like an 18-year-old kid, like, learned how to drive two years ago. And he's out here throwing absolute dots against a very good Oregon team. Like, I don't know, you just gotta... You just gotta realize that these kids are absolute studs. And they're all all young. I mean, they got a very high ceiling. (laughs) And you really hope that they uh, kind of move on from that stigma that Pac-12 quarterbacks don't really do well in the NFL. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Especially, like, especially <laughs> like the, of the USC variety. You know, when yeah. you think of USC quarterbacks, you kind of just think of, what, Matt Barkley and then Matt Leinart. Matt Leinart. Uh, two guys who were just busts in the NFL. Then you look at Sam Darnold, who's on my Carolina Panthers now. I'm kind of hoping he kind of... You know, who, who is the quarterback that got drafted to the Cardinals that said that they were, like... X amount of mistakes in front of oh, Josh, Josh Rosen. UCLA. That's who I think of when yeah. I think of Pac-12 quarterbacks. <laughs> Turns out that they did not make mistakes. They, there was uh, actually one mistake in the top ten. It was at the tenth pick when they should have just went literally anyone else. I'm not sure who else was in that draft class. Was Dak Prescott in that class? 
Was that 2018? No, it was... Zach Prescott was... Uh, oh, he's 2016. Two yeah. years after, so I was wrong. That would have been the Lamar Jackson draft class, correct? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> they should have won Lamar Jackson, you know, looking at what they did. Uh, then you... Uh, we had some other headlines come up. Uh, I think the day after we recorded the other the last show. Uh, DJ Ungalalalele signed a deal with Dr. Pepper... And will, oh. and will appear in a Fansville commercial this I year. I like that. I do love those Fansville commercials. <laughs> Becomes the first collegiate athlete to sign with a major commercial to sign a major commercial deal, which is huge. Yeah, you, know, uh, you you see all these guys. You have like Bo Nix signing with Bojangles and, Sweet, yeah, and Milo Sweet Tea. It's Bo time. And but this is the first time we've actually gotten one that's signing with like a big big name company, like. But uh, yeah. So when you look at this. I, you're probably going to see a whole lot more of these kind of players kind of just like come out of nowhere and get these big deals. You might get one with like, I, I'm probably even seen like a Nike deal or an Adidas deal or an Under Armour deal, even though Under Armour's kind of like going out of style. Under Armour, yeah, Under Armour's canceling a lot of their contracts. Hold on, can we talk about that for a second? Under Armour, there's some, I I read an article about it. For If NFL players are sponsored by Under Armour, they're allowed to wear the gear, but their the logo must be covered. Yeah. So, I mean, players, if I was a player, I would want to go out of my way to cover up a logo when I can just use Nike stuff that's honestly better. So I don't yeah. know why they would do that. But Under Armour in the collegiate world is canceling a whole lot of their contracts. So if we can go through that real quick. I think Cincinnati's been canceled. Yeah, they're Adidas. Cincinnati's Under Armour right now. They're going to be Under Armour for this oh, year. Okay. Boston College is now Adidas. So they're, they were a big Under Armour school. They're now gone. UCLA was a really big Under Armour school. Their second biggest deal behind Auburn. I think Auburn is their biggest um, school right now. And so now UCLA is now Jordan Brand. And I think now the only Under Armour schools are Cincinnati, Auburn. Notre Dame? Were they? Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame's big Under Armour school. And I think Northwestern. And I think those are the biggest schools they have. They're, they're, yeah. they're canceling a lot that's of not, them. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, also happened last week, uh, Auburn lost another... Uh, player to the transfer portal, uh, senior de- senior defensive tackle Tyrone Truesdale. Uh, Auburn was the is has lost the second most players in the SEC to the portal. They might even be in the nation to the portal. Yeah, I think those tied for second. They might be yeah. second uh, unanimously now because of him. Uh, can you guess who number one is? Number one. Yeah, can you guess who the number one team that lost the most tra- transfers is? Uh, Tennessee. Bingo. There we go. You know, whenever you... Uh, go balls, maybe. I think that's another week in a row we've made a Tennessee joke. <laughs> Tennessee deserves all the jokes. Yeah, but uh, I was actually going through, and I was like, they lost a lot of defensive like line talent. But they also brought in a lot of good ones. Uh, so you're looking at the trans- people that transferred out. You got Truesdale, Big Cat Bryant, Jay Hardy, Jared Handy, Daquan Newkirk, and Quintus Miller. All big names for that defense. All left over the offseason because, you know, you can't fire a coach that... You know, recruited them, brought them in yeah. without some people like leaving. But they were also able to bring in Marcus Harris from Kansas, Iku Leota from Northwestern, Tony Fair from UAB, and also brought in some a good, good uh, recruits with Dylan Brooks, a four star. They stole him from Tennessee. Yeah, Marquise Robinson, who was a four star, and Lee Hunter, who was a four star. And then they still have Kobe Wooden, Zykevius Walker, JJ Pegues, tight end, Ooh, yeah. tight end, a defensive tackle. Yeah, Derek Hall at edge and TD Moultrie. They have a lot of 
great players. It's just really weird to look at this defense from last year and compare it to this year. And like, there are a lot of new names on D line. That is a very young D line. Yeah, and Auburn usually has a very solid D line. Yeah, and you look at like you know two years ago we had they had uh, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. This year you're like okay they have um, they had Big Cat Bryant. Yep. Uh, they had Tyrone Truesdale, who was a starter with Derek Brown. Uh, they lost Jay Hardy, who was supposed to be like their next big thing at defensive tackle. Yeah, I my high school actually played against him. I was a senior and he was a sophomore. I guess that's what it would have been. Yeah, I think he was a... Yeah, no, he was a very dominant high school player, and uh, I he just didn't have the work ethic. They yeah. would have to wake him up for practice. They'd have to make sure he was there, make sure he was in class. Was kind of... Didn't have the SEC work ethic, um, from what I've been told. Um, so I wish him the best at Liberty. Hope he does great. But, uh, yeah, don't really know how that's going to go. Yeah, and he also, we lost uh, Daquan Newkirk, another, another guy who's supposed to be a big name, but now he's at Florida. Oh, wow. Helping okay. out their defense yeah. after they had a really poor performance from last year. Yeah. And uh, Cornus Miller, who went to Jackson Jackson State with uh, Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you look at this and you're like, okay, yeah, they lost a lot of players. They brought in a lot of good players. But can can they, with these new names, because, like, we don't know how J.J. Pegues is going to look. He looked pretty good at A-Day. He, but you're like, how how good can he be? He was a tight end. He's, yeah. athletic. He's athletic. That's the whole thing about J.J. Pegues. He's yes, athletic. very athletic. Especially for a guy who's 300 pounds. I've never seen a guy. Never. Have you ever seen a big boy spin like he can? No. I've never also <laughs> seen a guy of that size hurdle someone in a game. Oh, yeah. That, that's probably did never he, happened. I think he did that same game, didn't he? He did it twice. Or, I think he's done it twice. That's ridiculous. Yeah, absolute monster. <laughs> and you just got to look at... You, for Auburn, the biggest question mark for this year is how the defensive line plays. <sighs> yeah, I agree. Because yeah, if you can't get pressure on the quarterback, that puts way too much pressure on the rest of the team, and no one can cover receivers for forever. I mean, you, yeah. you have to get pressure on the quarterback. That's where a defense starts. Yeah, and you look at the rest of the defense, you know, they have, like, two great linebackers with Owen Papo. And Incredible Jacob linebacker core. And they're like, okay, they have a pretty good secondary, too. I think they've got secondary. Roger McCreary and Nemai Pritchett. Uh, I'm losing track of some of the names right now. Smoke but, Monday. Yeah, Smoke Monday are pretty good. He's a pretty good. Smoke, smoke is pretty, good. For, pretty how, good. for how much crap we give him, he is a good player. Yeah. Just not as good as maybe he thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, you look at this, and, like, Der- Derek Mason has a lot of great talent. Oh, yeah, Derek Mason. I'm yeah. a big Derek Mason fan. Bi- I, that's probably my favorite hire, right, yeah. after Der- Brian Harson. Great hire. Oh, and also, yeah, you brought in some recruit, uh, brought some transfers from Drake Sean Miller from Ooh, uh, yeah. West Virginia. Some Van- he also got a Vanderbilt transfer, I think. Donovan Kaufman, yeah. Uh, you look, the, Those are big-time pickups, but, you know, you look at the D-line, like, the – you got a UAB guy. You got a Kansas guy. Who like they were pretty good. And you have Iku Leota, who was like second on team in sacks that year for them last year for Northwestern. And Lee Hunter is supposed to make a big impact. You're like the biggest question mark is we haven't seen any of these guys play in the SEC, and the guys who stayed haven't played like significant stat, snaps in the league besides maybe Colby Wooten and Derek Hall. TD Moultrie's gotten a few as a senior, but Derek have, Hall, I expect him to do very well this year. Yeah, and you get to like TD Moultrie, and you're like, yeah, he's been here for four years, but we haven't seen him do a lot. He's supposed to be the next big thing after Carl Lawson left, but after that, he just has not been. I'd be I'd be a lot more skeptical of our defense if 
our linebacker core wasn't so good, and if we didn't have some really good guys in our secondary, I'd be way more nervous than I am. Yeah. I am very hesitant, but also you have to remember Auburn's defense two years ago was maybe the best defense we have ever had as a school. So when you can when you compare it to that, we may never have that again. So with all things being said, I think our defense could be good this year. Yeah. And, you know, moving on to the uh, offensive side of the ball, we've, oh gosh. we've heard some uh, scrimmage notes about – I got we both put in our top five. Yeah, uh, SEC quarterbacks with Bo Nix apparently threw three interceptions at in a scrimmage over the weekend. Yeah, I heard that Bo did not perform too great, and that the coaches are not very happy with him. I've also heard that TJ Finley has been taking reps with the first team. Yeah, um, Bo will be the starter game one for sure. And well, first off, if they need to pull him against Akron or any of these teams we face in the early weeks, that is a massive red flag. I don't expect him to do terrible against these teams. They are some of the worst teams in college football. His yeah. big test will be Penn State, and if he does not do good, our coaches have no problem putting in TJ Finley, and yeah, that is have, what will happen. They have no ties to Bo right now. Yeah. Are you, are, Bo, Bo's time and excuses are over. If he does bad against Penn State, TJ Finley will play in that game. He will. And, you know, the big question about Bo Nix whenever he plays against good teams or playing against teams in, like, a waste away stadiums, he's not been good. He's thrown he way more picks than, than touchdowns in those situations. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he had a big sophomore slump. I don't think Auburn's uh, ever yeah. seen a quarterback experience that big of a sophomore slump as Bo did. You know, he had less passing yards than he did as a freshman. He had two more touchdowns, but he also had, like, uh, an extra pick. I think Bo was way better his freshman year. He way but no question way, way better. Because what he won SEC freshman of the year. Yeah. Also was the last quarterback to beat Alabama. Let's just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not looking good for the other quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, gosh. And you know, you look at TJ Finley, I actually saw him on campus today. Uh is he a big he, guy? He's a big guy. He's 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 six, like five. six five. He's six five. And he, he he looks at walking around yeah. on campus. And, you know, I've also I've seen a lot of Bo Bo looks shorter than he actually does on TV, but then you got TJ Family. I saw him from like fifteen feet away, and I, I was like, "He's big." The thing is, like, thing was, thing is with him, uh, he's a statue in the pocket. He's not. He's, yeah, he doesn't yeah, like he the is. move. He can run. He, he can said, absorb hits, though. Oh yeah. I saw. I think he was playing Texas A and M, and this safety blitz right through a hole, lowered his shoulder. TJ Family didn't move. Dude just absorbed the hit and threw it out of bounds. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I think Tito Finley was a good grab. I think we yeah. needed a guy who could push Bo to get better. And it's not, from what from what I've heard from this scrimmage, it's not looking like he was getting pushed very much. Uh, but you got you got to look at that. Like, Yeah, he's going to probably start against Akron. He's going to start against Alabama State. Alabama State's an FCS team. Akron was one of the worst teams in college football last year. Mm-hmm. He's going to play good against those teams. But the Penn State one is a big one because, like, you can't. It's going to be a whiteout game. If there's one situation where you're going to prove that you can play well, it's going to be against Penn State and Beaver Stadium, one of the loudest places to play in college football, and a whiteout game. A game where we wanted to go, and we yeah. would have we would have participated in the, participated in the whiteout. And at some point, I I don't think I think Bo Nix will be benched by the end of the year. After what I'm hearing. I was a big Bo Nix believer this year. I think Mike Same. Bobo's a good quarterback coach. This is this is the year. This is the year. <laughs> Has Bo Nix improved that much under this new offense? And is he focused on having fun? Yes. 
It's the big question. That is a big question. Is he a dark horse for the Heisman? I don't think so I don't anymore. Think so. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> and you, and it doesn't help. I heard that he was apparently playing the number one defense in, in practice and was throwing these picks against them, which either makes our defense look really good or the fact that our offense is really bad throwing the ball. Yeah. Because I saw someone bring it up and like, oh, but he was playing the uh, he was playing the number one defense. I'm like, well, Auburn's not the best defense in the SEC. It's up there, top five yeah. maybe, but it's not. It's not good enough to where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is good to throw three picks. Yeah. Because, like, George is going to – if he's throwing three picks against Auburn, George is going to have a field day. Bama's going to have a field day. A&M's going to have a field day. LSU's going to have a field day. I mean, oh, yeah. If you're throwing three picks against, like – I don't want to, like, downplay Roger McCreary, but if you're throwing three picks against like Roger McCreary and everyone, you're going to throw way more picks against Eli Ricks and uh, Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley, like the, were, one of the best DBs we've seen in the last two yeah, years. Yeah, this is the best DB tandem in college football because you agree. have a guy who had five picks his freshman year. And then Derek Stingley, who's like a top three player in college football. And you even look like Mississippi State. Mississippi State had a guy, a true freshman last year, had six picks. Yeah. Emmanuel Forbes. And you're, yeah. you're like, how good? It, it could be a, a call based on the uh, how, how good our wide receiver core is. Because I don't know if Demetrius Robinson is on the team right Demetrius Robertson is on the team right now. Yeah, he is. I, I he think, is. I think he just got here in the last few days. And, you know, he was, he's a unanimously our best receiver. Yeah. Because we don't know how Canyon's going to do being a full-year starter. We don't know how C- Hudson's going to do being a full-year starter. We don't know how yeah. uh, his names are. I'm kind of losing track of some of the names. Uh, Shedrick Jackson. Uh, we don't know about the – and we don't know about the tight ends either. These tight ends have never got significant snaps. I think We do have good tight end depth, though. We have, we have like, what, seven tight ends? Yeah, and they're all big and they can all catch. Yeah. Looking at that, you're like, is, is Bo Nix going to be good this year? I, I thought he was going to improve a lot. I thought he was going to hit maybe 2,000 passing yards. I thought he was going to be great. But hearing what I that he didn't look too good and the like, coaches weren't impressed with him, I, I'm going to have to say I think T.J. Finley might be the starter. You know, Demetrius Davis might end up getting it. Hopefully. I would love to see D. Davis get in there for a little bit personally. Yeah, he might against Akron. But I don't, think Ooh, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, I don't know if they're going to let him run. They're probably going to have him throw the screen passes. They have a cord. Just run read option every time. <laughs> Him and uh, Shivers, or uh, Jacques Hunter. <laughs> I don't like Sean Shivers, man. I don't. <laughs> I saw him on campus today, too. <laughs> Worm. <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, talking about quarterbacks, you know, we have Joey Gatewood back in the transfer portal. Wow, yeah. Which... Hold on, let's just do a little throwback here to the Bo Nix versus Joey Gatewood debate. Yeah. I don't think that Joey's better than Bo. I don't think that that would have been a better choice, honestly. But also, we don't really know that because Bo Nix has also definitely had more playing time than Joey. Joey for Auburn, I think, uh, got like a one-yard touchdown run. He also took a knee at the end of a Music City Bowl game, and yeah. I think that's about all he's done. He should have. They should have let him score. They should have. That's probably that's probably the defining moment. Where he's like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Because because <laughs> Gus wanted to be a little bit respectful. I say. Run it down the run front until the clock we'll runs down. You know, that was, I was really that, wanted to score 70 points. Was that the only points. bowl game Gus ever won with Auburn? I can't think of another one. Yeah. Because we lost 2013. We lost 2014. I don't think we made one 2015. <laughs> we might have. I can't remember it. I, yeah. think, I think Purdue is our only win. I yeah. agree. Whoa, hey, hey. Birmingham Bowl. Oh, yeah. We won the Birmingham Bowl. Oh, Memphis. yeah. Uh, New Year's 7. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gus lost all the cool bowl games. Yeah, all the all the ones that we sh- would have been proud of. Yeah, he never won the Outback Bowl. Sugar Bowl, Peach Bowl, lost them all. Can't be can't win in the Outback Bowl where we uh we would have got free what a free onion blossom if Auburn wins. Yep. Yeah. We missed out on all that. I, we lost. We lost twice in the Outback Bowl under Gus. Wisconsin and uh, Northwestern, and then we lost to what was it? Trevor Knight. We lost to with a Baker Mayfield. I think it was Trevor Knight, but also that was with with Sean White as our quarterback and John Franklin the third. And we also <laughs> and were like seven and four that year, and we just actually weren't that good. Yeah, but we were like the third best team in the West because the SEC was super weak that year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so Kentucky just named their starting quarterback with Will Levis, transfer from Penn State. Couldn't beat Sean Clifford out for the job, I guess. Uh, well, he was he was usually re- used as, like, a rusher. He was kind of used as, like, how Auburn used Joey Gatewood. And they just have him in just kind of, like, garbage time. You can run the ball a little bit if you want. You can pass the ball, but don't throw it too far down the field. So he didn't yeah. get a lot of good stats. He had decent stats for a backup, at least. And he comes to Kentucky. Takes over the job. You know, we thought, we, I always thought the job was going to be between Bo Allen and Joey Gatewood, but it turns out Will Levis just came in and just took it from both of them. Yeah. And, you know, I, Mark's, uh, Mark Stoops said that Will Levis just won the job with incredible talent, arm strength, and efficient operation of the offense. This was clear, is what he said exactly. Uh, but yeah, you look at it, and you're like, I, I don't know if you've seen the, seen the videos of his uh, throwing motion. I've never seen a quarterback throw more crisp than that. Oh, yeah, that is a very crisp release. It's a very satisfying video. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Sean Clifford at Penn State, he's not that good. Auburn's playing week three. We're going to see We're gonna see you some really bad. That will be a very interesting game because I genuinely do not know how that game will be. I, at this point right now, what I'm hearing, I think, I think that's going to be an ugly game. I don't think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be an ugly game. It might be like a... It might be like a fifteen to twelve kind of game, where they just can't they can't score. They're just kicking yeah. field goals, and Anders Carlson's just gonna be sore after that game. And I don't know who Penn State's kicker is, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a rough one for that game. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I didn't hear a lot about Joey Gatewood when he first transferred out. I, I, he just kind of like came out of nowhere with going to Kentucky, and he's talented. He's a talented, talented guy. I don't want to say say kid because he's our age, but he's gonna be like a, a sophomore for uh, for uh, college wise or as athletic wise. And I don't think he's gonna he can't stay in the SEC. I don't. He could go like a, a South Carolina where their quarterback isn't all oh, that good. He probably, it, but it might be a good business call for him to just go and go leave the SEC, man. He should just leave the SEC. You look at that and you. I, I just I don't think that he's going to be an SEC caliber quarterback right now, especially with the fact that he's going to be like Tate, he's going to be a year younger than Tate Martell. And I made this joke yesterday whenever I was talking about it with you that he's our he's the SEC version of Tate Martell. Yes. Highly rated recruit, four-star, number two, number one athlete in Jackson and Florida. Big, a lot of hype with, uh, with uh, coming into Auburn, you know, expect him to get the starting job. Had to sit to the bench for Jarrett Stidham in a very lackluster year that year. Uh, then you're like, all right, here's the big, big question: Who starts, Bo Nix or Joey Gatewood? Bo Nix gets the nod. Joey Gatewood leaves. Silence everywhere. Comes out of nowhere. Kentucky goes to Kentucky. You know they already have Terry Wilson. They had Bo Allen coming in. He goes there, backup for Terry Wilson. Got to play a little bit. Was the backup. 
But then here comes Will Levis, comes in, transfers, wins the job outright. Now he's back in the transfer portal, and I don't know where he could end up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he might go to the – he could do like a uh, – he could, could, could go to Ohio State. You know, maybe he'll start over CJ Stroud and uh, Quinn Ewers, who now is officially on the team, which is also a really weird situation for CJ Stroud to be put in. I, yeah. I would I hate that for him, really, because I feel like they're going to bind to the hype and put Quinn Ewers in. In the first, they're gonna have him in the rotation very quickly. I agree. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they give him a couple of years. Uh, you look at that and you're like, I, yeah, I he could go to the Big Twelve maybe. You know, I, I, it's just I feel really bad for this kid because you know I hate whenever a player gets a lot of hype and then it's not his fault whenever he doesn't live up to it. it yeah, very true. Because you look at it, and you're like, you look at like, him and Tate Martell, like, yeah, okay, they were great recruits. They, they, uh, they were great recruits, and it wasn't the fact that they're playing their their play time was uh, or they didn't play well. The problem with them is the fact that their coaches never really gave them the much opportunity, and then would bring in players who would immediately start over them. Uh, like if you look at uh, you got Tate Martell, you know he he was the backup to uh, Dwayne Haskins. And then you expect him to get the job again that next year, and then boom, here comes Justin Fields. And then you're like, okay, yeah, here he goes to Miami. And then boom, here comes uh, Garrett King. And you look at now, now we have Joey Gatewood. All right, back up to Jarrett Stidham. Boom, here comes Bo Nix, five star recruit. And then, all right, he loses that job, then goes to Kentucky. Here's Terry Wilson. He has backup behind him. And then here comes Will Levis. Yeah. So with the transfer rule in effect now, he have to, he doesn't have to sit out another year. But I I don't I don't think he's gonna end up going to a team that's gonna be good enough for him. I think we said that you said that he's more talented than Tate Martell. I agree with that. Yeah. So maybe he won't go to a school like a UNLV. Maybe he'll go to like a maybe he'll still stay in the Power Five. But I don't think he's gonna go to any quality team in those. He I might, agree. Completely he, agree. With yeah. He's. Maybe he can go to. He won't. He won't go to like. A, maybe he can go to like a Michigan. Maybe. Yeah, and I can see him doing he, that. He could do something like that. He could start at Michigan, because Michigan might. Michigan might have a new coach next I mean, year. I mean, I can see him going to school like Colorado. Play <laughs> for the Buffs. Go Buffs, baby. <laughs> or like in Idaho. Yeah. Ooh, playing the Kibbe Dome. The one worst of the stadiums. one of the greatest stadiums in all of college football. Hey, you know. Uh, they call it the greatest setting in college football. <laughs> no one calls it. That. I don't believe you for a second. The Kibbe Dome, everyone, look it up. Beautiful <laughs> stadium. A great venue. Uh, you know, he could also go to, like, a... He could go to Utah. You know, Utah is known for just bringing a bunch of, like, <laughs> random... Yeah, random, random quarterbacks. And, you know... Uh, but I I truly feel bad for him. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he deserves a shot. I think he just needs to go to a coach that knows how to utilize quarterbacks. Yes. I would love to see him go to Florida. I think he could start. I think he'd be. He had to, he'd, That'd be cool. He had the backup behind uh, Emory Jones, but I think that Dan Mullen knows how to mold quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think he could turn Joey Gaywood into like a, a bigger Dak Prescott. Not a better, a bigger one. But he's like, he's what, he's 6'5. Dak Prescott's 235 or something. Yeah, he's crazy. A big, big, big guy. guy. And he's not slow. He's, he was, I think the thing about, bad about him is he was. Hyped up way too much. Yeah. Because Auburn fans, you know, when we get a guy like this, we're like, oh, he's the next Cam Newton. 
who we've thrown that around a lot, and it's never worked out well. Yeah. You look at quarterbacks like Jeremy Johnson, who is the next Heisman winner for Auburn. Yeah, Jeremy Johnson got all of the hype. Yeah, even like a quarterback like Woody Barrett got a lot of hype. You expected him to be like the next, like a smaller Cam Newton as well. Cam Newton comparison gets thrown a lot too, way too much as an Auburn fan. As soon as we get a quarterback who's a dual threat, you're like, all right, cool, Cam Newton. Malik Gould is supposed to be the next Nick Marshall. And then none of those guys lived up to any of the hype they were given. Uh, you know, Blake Willis did, but not for Auburn. Yeah. Not at Auburn. He had to go to Liberty to do all that. And, you know, that goes back on the whole Liberty thing. Well, Liberty's going to be a great team. Liberty could beat Auburn. I think Liberty could beat Auburn. Right I now. agree. Completely agree. And it's strictly because I don't think Auburn's offense is going to be that good. I don't think it's going to be good I think either. what's going to happen... It's going to be very one-dimensional and centered around Tank. It's going to strictly be based if on Tank. If you shut down Tank and force us to pass... We have lost. Yeah, that's that is when. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, we don't have a number one threat at wide receiver. Can we just want when I think about our offense, I think about how will we do against Alabama? Who was the last running back to run on Alabama's defense? Uh, I don't is, think there's been I one. Believe Carry On Johnson. I think so. Because I, I think because Kerryon Johnson went off that game. Because oh, Leonard oh. Leonard Fournette was on a like a Heisman run. Everyone's hyping up the LSU Bama game. Leonard Fournette had I don't I don't know the, his stats on that game, but he had less than a hundred yards on a lot of carries, and he is a very talented running back. So when I think about us and how our offense is very centered around the run game, that does not bode well for our Iron Bowl chances. It is not. Because, I mean, for one thing that we that Auburn had in 2019 when we won was we had Seth Williams, who was a very dangerous receiver. He was great NFL talent. We also had some good running backs. I mean, Sean, Sean Shivers was a decent back. Bo was doing really good that year. We had some weapons in, like, the slot receiver position. Yeah. Now, we don't really have crazy receiver weapons like that that can take the that make us a multi-dimensional offense like what can beat Bama. Yeah. It, There's never been a one-dimensional team that has beaten Alabama. When LSU beat Alabama, they had a great running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They also had some great receivers with an incredible quarterback, and they still barely won. Yeah, I looked it up. Karrion Johnson had 30 carries for 103 yards, which in which good yardage. But you compare that with is the carries, a lot of carries. That is a lot of carries. To you are fighting for every one of those yards. Too. Yeah, to just barely hit a hundred. Yeah. And, you know, looking back at last year's Iron Bowl, our leading rusher. I don't think I don't think Tank played last year. I think he was hurt. Yeah, he, or, was know, hurt. he, he had eleven carries for thirty nine yards. Mark Anthony Richards was our number one back with fifty seven yards, and then we had to rely on the passing game that game. Bonex had two hundred twenty seven yards, but he also threw two picks. Picks. Uh, but uh, I, if Auburn can't, you know, uh, they can't pass the ball this year. With I don't know who's going to be their quarterback by the end of the year when they play Alabama. But if you can't pass the ball, you're not going to make it in the SEC. I agree. You remember back in the back in the day? I'm going to say back in the day, whenever the SEC was strictly built around great defenses. Like those LSU teams and those Alabama teams of like the like 2011-12 type era. Yeah. Yeah. You look at that and you're like, that that has completely changed. Defense no longer wins championships in the baseball world. 
college football yeah. run at least. Like you can't have a number one defense and then make it the national championship all the time. You can, but it won't. It basically. Cause I mean, I mean, I feel like the proving your point would just be Auburn in twenty nineteen. Yeah, great we had, defense. We had no maybe uh, we had a top five defense that year and a top fifty offense. And how did we do? We lost like what four games? Four games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you like look at Bama from last year. Yeah, they had an okay defense. It was pretty. Yeah, I mean, it was like, pretty good. But then their offense was just unstoppable. And what they did, they put up sixty every game. They give up thirty. Doesn't matter though. Doesn't matter because yeah. they put up sixty. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss lit it up on their defense. Didn't yeah. matter though. Didn't, Didn't matter. matter. They still lost by twenty. Yeah. And the, that game was a little closer than the score, but still. I bet Bama scored a lot at the end of the game. They were able to like make like big plays on defense because their defense got better after that. They had like a, they had they had a top five defense. Yeah. It, it was it was just like every SEC team had a bad defense last year. But we're now living in the age of the offense, the high-powered offense. Yeah. Auburn doesn't have that. Auburn has a Tank Bixby offense. They have a Can Bonix make a completion offense. I don't cuz I don't think I think these receivers are talented. I really like the Demetrius Robin Robertson uh pickup. I think it was a great pickup for Auburn. He's their number one receiver right now. And he's 5'10". We don't have that Seth Williams. We don't have that. We don't have get the, up and get it. Type yeah, we guy. don't have we don't have that guy that we know of. We could Elijah Canyon could be that. Xavier uh, Capers could be that, but we don't know right now. The wide yeah. receiver position for Auburn is a big question mark. And you're like, and you look at Georgia. Georgia has Eric Gilbert on their team and Darnell Washington. And you're like, okay, yeah, this team is great offensively. They could. There's not a lot of people that can stop Georgia's offense. You look at Bama's offense. John Mechie, Brian Robinson, Jaleel Billingsley, Bryce Young. You know, that offense is pretty dang good, too. Yeah. And even, like, you, then you look at Ole Miss. I don't know there are a lot of their play, like, uh, wide receivers and whatnot, but Matt Corral can throw it to literally anybody uh, downfield. He's the best deep ball of any SEC quarterback. And he has Jaron Ely, who's a – Who's a dual threat running back? You can either run it on you or you can catch it on you. And then even Arkansas has a great receiver. Arkansas is probably the second best receiver in the SEC with uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah, guys, are stunning. it's all about the big. That's another question of Arkansas is like, how can their quarterback play? But the thing is, KJ Jefferson played well in his like few games, and he's he has the same question marks as Bo does. But the thing is, Bo has two years of experience on KJ. Like, this is not... We're talking about... Brian Abonix is the same as he was when he first came in. I'm giving him that same stigma. I look at... I don't want to look at how he did last year into the season, but what I'm hearing right now is it looks like T.J. Finley is going to be the starter at some point this year. Not immediately. At some point yeah, this year, yes, Bonix is I going agree. to underperform. T.J. Finley goes in. And still, I don't think Auburn's going to be that good offensively. We're not going to be good. Because the receivers are just... I, I want to give Harson the benefit of the doubt. First year... I'm okay he with was that. also handed a little bit of a dumpster fire, a, a, yeah. a, a small dumpster fire, not a not a big one, not like no. a not like a Tennessee Vols type dumpster fire. Yeah, I feel bad for Josh but Apple right now. He did, he wasn't handed the great a great situation. Get, I would love to see where Harson is in three years. Yeah, I'd genuinely I, love to see that. Right now, I'm I'm okay with the seven five season. You know, I don't know if a lot of Auburn fans are gonna be on that. I'm okay with that for the first time in recent memory for me. We aren't having the type of talent to where to which leads to expectations of a college football playoff or an SEC championship. Yeah. Because we're really not that good and we're aware of that. So yeah. we're not like, oh, we're going to win the Natty. We're like, hey, we got some games that we might win. We got some games that we're going to lose and we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
you know? And then again, which, not, is, which is kind of exciting now, yeah. honestly. We're not making predictions. Fan. We're just saying, as an Auburn fan, we, we're not high on our own team. I could see scenarios when Auburn does make one, like, nine games. Yeah. But right now, I'm going to say, like, eight games. I'm okay with eight games. But I could see us dropping to six and six. I can totally see that. You know, Athlon has us as the fifth fifth ranked SEC West team above uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas. Actually, I think Arkansas could beat Auburn. I agree. Arkansas should have beaten Auburn last year. Yeah, Bonex threw that ball like five yards backwards. Yeah, he at the d- end. and then they just gave it to us. Sent them to Ole Miss because of because of some technicality that was. Yeah, just we should have lost to Ole Miss. Also, yeah, also should have lost to Ole Miss. Just two controversial calls gave Auburn two free wins, and this year, uh, yeah, I look at I look at Auburn. I'm like, this is a this could be a good team. This also could be a really bad team. We yeah. we are looking at a spectrum of Auburn could be a number three team in the West, or they could be the number seven team in the West. You just don't know Auburn. I said the big question mark is the wide receiver core. The big question mark is just on Auburn in general. <laughs> yeah, because That's very I just don't know what to like say about them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't either. You're, you're, okay, yeah, it's the Auburn. only the only certainties for Auburn as a team is a solid linebacker core and the tank. And Tank Bigsby. So well, I'm not even going to say a solid running back room. We just have a solid running back starter. Yeah, we have if we have Tank and then if Tank gets hurt, backups. if Tank gets hurt, our offense is terrible. Yeah. Sean Shivers is not impressive. I'm sorry. Sean is the definite number he's, two back. He's a good I, game manager. If he, you want he's to run a, the yeah, he's a good game manager running back. He's good in that situation where okay, Tank needs a break. Push on. Yes. But you look at like we we run like a Jacquez Hunter. Who could be the backup over Tank? Because he has a he play he has a play style kind of like Tank, and you're kind of like, eh. Who do you want to give it to? Because yeah. think about Sean. Sean's he's a good running back. It's just the fact the way that Gus Malzahn used him was not was not good playing his strengths. Yeah, yeah. He is not your go outside kind of guy. He is your run up the middle. He's a bowling ball. Let him get some speed up the middle, and then no one's going to stop him. He's a, he's a smaller Derrick Henry if you let him get up, build up speed. Yeah. We saw what he did to a now NFL safety. Xavier McKinney? Yeah. Whenever he was able to build up speed and then lay we some all, wood. We all remember that, yeah. yeah. Who, it, is, who is no pushover? Yeah, talented he, player. Very sec, talented. Second round pick to the Giants. And... Like if hopefully Mike Bobo and Brian Harson can utilize him in the way that shows that he's as good as he was recruited to be, because like we we joke on Shivers a lot, but he's a talented guy. He's fast. He's strong. It just the fact that Gus Malzahn just got these talents, got all these talent in, just did not know what to do with it. He was he was buying a Lamborghini, without knowing how to drive it. Yes. Without his driver's license. He just had all this talent and didn't know what to do with it. Kind of like how Kirby Smart's doing. Oh, no. Kirby Smart has the keys to like a rocket ship and doesn't know how to start it. Yeah. He, just <laughs> Dude's he has to... more talent than Alabama. I'm just going to say that. He, you could argue that he has more. I'm, I don't know if this is still true, but last year I think Georgia had more five stars than any other team. Yeah. And lost, couldn't, lost could, Florida. couldn't be Bama. Couldn't be Bama. Could we even win the East? And then they bring in, they brought in a lot of like good players like Eric Gilbert, DeAndre yeah. uh, Kendrick, and uh, can't remember his name from West from uh, West Virginia right now. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Uh, crap. Uh, and you look at those guys, and you're like, okay, yeah, these the, all three of those guys are day one starters for Georgia immediately. And I, I we're moving on to Georgia, I guess now. And uh, Georgia is just 
Georgia could win the Natty this year. They're the same way with with Auburn, but on a lesser spectrum. They can either win the win the Natty or they can lose the East. Yeah, there's no in between because they have a besides Florida after Clemson, they don't have a strong schedule. They have a very easy schedule. They have yeah. one of the easiest schedules, I think. The East is really gonna is gonna be low this year. The East is very low this year, because I you know you have Vanderbilt. I love Vanderbilt to death, but they're the worst team in the SEC. Tennessee, it, we don't know who their quarterback's gonna be. We don't know how Heupel's gonna transfer over. I know he doesn't have a good track record with defenses. Uh, South Carolina's got a new coach with Beamer, but then I don't like their quarterback situation. You know, they have Kevin Harris, yeah, but I don't yeah. think it's kept, South Carolina is Auburn. Uh, they have a good defense, great running back, quarterback, eh, wide receivers. Eh. Yeah, they're Auburn, but I don't want to say. I, I'll say it worse. They're Auburn, but worse. And Auburn has to play South Carolina this year, which is just going to be a stalemate. <laughs> Uh, and you like look at Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky could be good. Underrated team. Always yeah. have a good defense, but eh, they're not going to be Georgia. Florida and Clemson are the only two teams that really stand a chance against Georgia. And it's about can Kirby Smart give them that next step, put them over that hump, where they can win the national championship again. You know they haven't won since 1980. They've been so close so many times. But the one thing stands is they can never beat Alabama. And, and they should. On they paper, should. they should. On paper, if they should. If you gave Saban the keys to Georgia, result would be the same. Alabama yeah. would, or sorry, Saban would still win. If, yeah. Like, if, what I'm saying is, is that if you gave yeah. Saban the players that Kirby has, I guarantee you Saban would still win. It's all in the coaching. Yeah. Kirby is a great recruiter. Great recruiter. Oh, incredible. He's a great defensive coordinator. I'm kind of, I'm kind of iffy on his head coaching ability right now. Uh, I would love to. I, I don't. I don't say I would love to see Georgia win the Natty. I would love to see them beat Alabama. I would love to see them beat Alabama. I don't want them to win the Natty as an Auburn. I don't. Fan. I don't want them to win the Natty, but I think they should be able to, and I want them to beat Bama. They shut up a if lot. If they can of, beat Bama and just lose to like <laughs> Cincinnati, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What we wanted to happen last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it's, I I think Georgia should – I I didn't say Georgia's going to make it to CFP, but I think this because they're going to lose to Alabama, and then Cincinnati's just going to appear. Do you think Georgia's going to be Clemson? Right now, I'm, I think Clemson's going to win. but I, It'll be a good game. It's going to be a great game. You know, I, I'm sorry, everyone. I have to miss the Auburn-Akron atmosphere – so I can watch a playoff game in week one. Hey, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to drink with my friends. going to go for kickoff, see the eagle fly around a little bit, maybe see some defense, maybe see a little bit of offense, and then I'm leaving because yeah. I'm not missing that game. You have 30 minutes yes. between kickoff and Absolutely. Auburn. Yes. Or Al- uh, Clemson. I'll miss a little bit, but I hope that you'll text me updates. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but – uh. We kind of went on a little bit longer than we usually do, but uh, next next week we're going to get started on our predictions. There we go. Because yeah. not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Oh baby, we have college football. We're almost there. Week zero. Week zero. Yeah, we got. I'm very of, excited. None of them are SEC games, but 
Hey, we don't care. It'll be just like Austin P versus Central Arkansas. Football's back, and that's all that matters. All, all is right in the world. All that matters. All is right in the world when college football's back. Yeah, it is. Uh, but any last thoughts you have? Um, War Eagle and football's almost back. Football's almost here. 12 days. All right. Well, this has been Dylan Lark and uh, Alex Bark. It's also been Bark. <laughs> and this has been the Bitchworth Podcast. Uh, we will see you guys next time.